Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cincy Brewcast. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is the voice of Cincy Craft. We are live at Streetside Deja Vu. Wait, wait, I won't go into details, <laughs> but if you're a regular listener to the show, you heard this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> 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 um, so we've been sitting here talking about beer for, I don't know, probably 10 or 15 minutes, and none of it was recorded, so... Um, <laughs> So we've been practicing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's true. Um, we were out at Old Firehouse um, maybe a month or so ago, and we made it through 45 minutes of the show before oh I looked down God. and realized that we weren't recording anything. <laughs> Luckily, Adam is a very good sport, and um, we just started again. <laughs> exactly what we're going to do right now. So, um, <laughs> welcome guys to Cincy Brewcast, Garrett and Luke. Um, <laughs> You guys have been open for about two and a half months. Yes. Um, if anybody has not been out here yet, I think that they are definitely missing out on something that is very familiar in Cincinnati, but at the same time, very different and very unique and has its own kind of personality that I I don't think any other places are, are similar to this yet. I think there are going to be many places that are very similar to this. I think people are going to kind of look at this and be like, oh my God, that that works really well for this reason, this reason, this reason, and, and sure. then kind of build off of that in their own way. So I guess that's a good thing. I guess flattery is, uh, <laughs> or imitation is the, the, oh, the yeah. highest form of flattery. Is of course. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. As I told you a few minutes ago when we first started the show the last time, a couple minutes ago before I didn't record anything, <laughs> I like to start the show with a very simple thing that inspired me to start talking about beer in the first place and that's drinking beer so from the beer fridge from the beer fridge we drink beer and we have a small little flight here of um some some samples that you guys have on tap so let's start with subra yes your it was the first New England style IPA that you guys put on tap. It's it's really awkward when you just get done saying something. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry yeah. for that. Yeah, no. Worst things have happened. So tell us a little bit about the beer, about why you guys make New England style IPAs, what that even means, and then you know we'll, we'll, we'll taste it. And... Um, well, to answer the question of why we did it, um, to be honest with you, man, if you looked out into the brewery, the brewery world, I don't know, two three months ago, no one. No one was doing the style, and you know, Gary and I are big beer nerds. We we trade so hard now; <laughs> our FedEx bills are through the roof. Um, but we just saw this as a niche, and we were just like, "Why hasn't this hit Cincinnati yet?" Um, and I'm a very, very active home brewer still, um, and I was just twiddling at my parents' house, continually brewing. Uh, I do brew at my parents' house, guys. Yes, it's okay, um, <laughs> but. Um, you know, going back and forth, figuring out different recipes and, um, you know, just kind of stumbled upon something that I felt really comfortable about. Uh, gave it to Gary and he said, let's do it. Um, so this, this beer is just um, really heavy with Simcoe and Citra hops. Uh, using a specific yeast uh, kind of gives it out more of a fruity flavor, uh, kind of like a stone fruit flavor. But on top of that, we use uh, quite a bit of flakes to kind of get that creamy mouthfeel. Um, unfortunately, yes, this beer did... Uh, did become crystal clear um uh, that is something that we won't have in the next issue uh but uh we still we still like to advertise it as a new england ipa because when you when you really look at what a new england ipa is it's it's a beer that is not hazy but a beer that's soft it's it's fluffy on your palate or in other terms juicy uh you get all this hop flavor aroma up front um kind of like screams at you basically from the taster um, and then it just goes down very smooth. Um, to be honest with you, uh, the reason why I really got into these beers was actually hoof-hearted. They, uh, they were killing it, man. They, they really show me what an IPA could really taste like, and uh, I just became obsessed. So um, To me, it's this, not that the, this West Coast style of these big, bitter kind of IPAs is, is bad, but there's something very different about a beer that, that the hops seem like they're they're playing with each other, if right. that makes sense, instead of jumping out as these harsh flavors that kind of kick you in certain parts of the mouth. This one just kind of 
fills the whole thing out, and 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 you get this big, well-rounded. You, know, you said the, the juicy word, and that's you know that's yeah. that's the best way to describe it. It just tastes like 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 a fruity kind of IPA, and and it's not fruit. So no, no, um, fr- no fruit has been added in this one. No, it's 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 absolutely delicious. Even as it's nice and clear, you know, if you close your eyes, it tastes. Like yeah. a hazy. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't. You could not tell the difference. Yes, exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see the next version of it that comes out and see how that, how that differs and how it's the same and and it'll be fun to, to, to try. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what's next? I don't think we actually got to this one. No, yet. we did not get to That's this exciting. one. That's exciting. So this is. Um, <laughs> This is LOL if Luke is talking or LOL if I'm talking. Um, this is uh, this is a mistake. We um, were brewing something else and it went to shit. And I hope that I can say that. I don't know if I can. I <laughs> you assume. can say it. Okay. Yeah, we can I, say it I was hoping I could. Um, and we had about 45 minutes before the boil started as we were transferring to decide how we were going to, what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. And um, we kind of took a look at it and took a look at our hops and decided that it was going to be a double IPA. And for this one, we use um, Raku, Rakao. We don't really know how to pronounce it. Uh, New Zealand hop. It's uh, Nelson's poor adopted everything little brother every bad thing whatever it's i mean it's it the little brother of nelson uh but i think it gave it a nice little uh whiny uh melon flavor to it we used what else did we use uh we did uh mosaic and citra as well um there's something really fun in the in kind of the middle there for me some kind of that uh, maybe it's that that's, I mean, for me, the, that's the melon. The, the melon, or like yeah. A, like a um, I think it's evolving a little bit too. Like yeah. crazy honeydew on the nose, um, and then the melon on the palate really evolves into caramelized pineapple. To be honest with you, that's that's what I'm really starting to pick up right now. Kind of has that. That's a that's a great way to put it. As yeah. soon as you say that, it, it clicks. Yeah, there's a nice little sweetness to it, but it's it's actually funny as to how the sweetness we have not cloyingly sweet. I want to make sure I get that out, but like it's got a nice full bite to it, but. The beer attenuated to ninety eight percent, so yeah. it's, See, it it finishes really clean and yeah. kind of crisp. And so with with that extra body to it, it it's pretty cool to see how it, it stood time with all that fermentation. Yeah, it's. I mean, I thought this was going to be. If you look at the descriptor online, which I need to change, uh, it says West Coast ish. Um, this isn't West Coast at all. Um, well, again, it's 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 kind of on point with that that New England style right. kind of. Right, full, which is full body kind of hop experience is the way I like it. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of strange. We, I, I don't. I think we could probably replicate it, but it would be it would be a little difficult just based on. It's funny, you know. Some of the best beers made in breweries are mistakes, and it's yeah. it's pretty hard to replicate those. Yeah, mistakes. it's, it's <laughs> fantastic. I like it. Yeah, we'll see how that how that goes the next time we try to make this. What's ABV on this ish? Uh, eight point six. It doesn't taste like that to me at all yeah we've we've been lucky skill whatever uh a lot of our our bigger beers have have not had that booziness that sometimes you associate with higher alcohol higher alcohol beers um i mean we're trying where's barb next our 12.1 imperial stout and i think i think we'll say the same thing about that one where you're not getting the booziness that you would you'd associate with some of these larger beers I'm I'm really liking this one, I, especially after you said the caramelized pineapple thing. Like that's, I, I get that really strong now. It reminds me of some kind of tiki drink or something yeah, like it's that. A, it's sure. definitely one of my favorites right now. Definitely. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of it, which is good and bad, as it's 8.6. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it is what you, it is. Yeah, it's your job. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> All right, so where's Barb? Where's Barb? Sure. Where is Barb? So what's and and we might talk a little bit about kind of the names that you guys come up with stuff too. Sure. But um, is there a story behind this? So, uh, well, yeah, Luke and I are really super into Stranger Things, um, which is why we have two beers named after Stranger Things characters. All right, now I got it. Yeah, there you go. Um, which it took me a minute to get the L, by the yeah. way. 
Yeah, during Doe and we, we we were listening to the Cinder Thing soundtrack. It yeah. Was pretty so, epic. yeah, it was pretty that. epic. Like I said, we listened to we listened to that for like two weeks straight. So, um, it bothered me a lot that uh, everyone in Stranger Things just kind of igno- like they asked where's Barb like twice, and then everyone's like, well, whatever, and moved on, and that bothered me. So this is our ode to Barb, um, and I, I think it turned out well. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's big. It's it definitely nice got massive. that. It definitely has that that kind of I don't want to call it a boozy kick because, like you said, it, it's not that harsh kind of alcohol thing going on. But oh, lots of chocolate too, kind of sitting there. Yeah, I mean, shitload of chocolate, shitload of chocolate, shitload of cherries. So. Uh, that's it's so to, kind of like a replication of a uh, black forest cake. This was actually, um, long story short, uh, this beer was actually is a birthday gift I proved for Garrett when we uh, when we first uh, semi no what was it two weeks before we opened or something we had a big party for Garrett and uh, Kathy Hickey had emailed she's like hey can you do something for Garrett you know like, can you get him like a somewhat of a cake flavored beer and I was like what. Well, you know, I'm not that. I don't know if I could really do that, but you know, I have a pretty killer salad, and I, I think I could, you know, throw some sour cherries into it and probably turn it into a, a black forest cake style beer and uh, brought it to the party and loved it. So we were like, "What, what beer we want to do next?" And we're like, "What about, uh, what about your birthday beer?" And he was like, "Let's do it, man, for sure." And that's just how we did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it still kind of has this 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 lighter body thing going on that makes it almost way too easy drinking than it probably should be like yeah. it could get you in some trouble but yeah um it it isn't like it, it isn't one of those beers that kind of sits really heavy after you drink it. it it yeah it's i i don't know it's these some of these some of our bigger beers it's harder i mean like i said it's it's easy to drink them which is i mean it's our goal we right. want people to be able to drink these beers but it does get you in trouble when you can slam three snifters of, of Where's Barb and be, as my cousin said to me today, when I walked in, he's like, I'll drink three of these and start yelling at people, so. <laughs> I get I get a little bit of complaints from friends and family that I'm a slow drinker. And that's because, especially this time of year, if I'm drinking a giant Imperial Stout, right. usually I kind of sip on it a little slower than, than, than I would something else, and sure. this is one of those beers that I feel like would go down a little quicker, so. Um, Maybe I'll start drinking this so that people quit making fun of me for drinking slow. But I don't even know if they can hear me right now. But hello, it doesn't hello. look like it. <laughs> say, no one, no one seems to know what's going on. So. That's alright. It's yeah, kind of the way right. things work. But um, maybe they'll still listen to the podcast yeah. on Monday, and uh, then I get two listens out of them. That's <laughs> extra traffic, I guess. Um, so this one, as a really clever, fun transition would be really good if you stashed it away in some barrels or something sure, like that. Sure, um, See what I did there? Yeah, so that was nice. Let's, let's take a quick break. Um, we'll gather our thoughts. We will keep doing things the way we're supposed to doing things with recording happening. So um, we'll be right back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse okay. Dog Bones. Good, yeah. By now, craft beer I'm, fans all over Cincinnati I'm really know the sorry I didn't brown paper sack with a big red bone. Drives You've me seen crazy. Great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend. Sorry. Made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, uh, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog if, Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? <laughs> it's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati right. Public, Microphone's Fort okay, Thomas Public, <laughs> Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones, or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones <laughs> program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft works. experience I hate with it. Brewhouse Dog Bones. I, you didn't hear that whole thing? Um, I look okay. at, I look at <laughs> so yes the Bud Light no. drinkers out there. No. So, you know, a forest yeah. Yeah. They're all out there and... and they don't know any better yet. I need to check you, don't, you don't ever hear somebody say, "Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap." But I, <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? I did now. 
You're listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi fans, I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Simpson Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pastura.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pasture Screen Print. Yeah, it never works. We're back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. We are still live, still at street side, still drinking some fantastic beer. Still joined by Luke and Garrett. And we're now talking about the barrel program that you guys, again, we have to remind ourselves that you guys have only been open for about two and a half months. And you've got this nice little stash of barrels downstairs, which, again, is incredibly impressive and, and, and makes you forget how, how young this place is. It's, that's exciting stuff. Like, there, there's breweries that, that, are, that are much older than you guys that still struggle to get enough barrels to do what they want to do. And, um, you know, yeah. I, why? I, mean, I guess that's, that's the, the question off the bat. Why, why is, is putting stuff into barrels, why is that important to you? What, what does that give you as, as a brewer and as a, as a drinker? I'll put that on there because I think that's part of it too. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, from the very beginning, we'd, we were... Uh, interested and focused on getting barrels. Um, we kind of wanted to get our feet under us and brew some brew before we before we did anything with barrels. And uh, we did that. And we'd already always planned on doing Where's Barb. Uh, and it just kind of we brewed Where's Barb in a schedule. And we're like, well, we're gonna do barrels. We want to do this as our uh, anniversary beer. Uh, both Luke and I came from breweries that regularly use barrels. Um, so it's not something foreign to us. Um, and we were pretty confident that we would be able to, to do it and do it right. And so we just went for it. And, um, some of it, uh, our sour barrels, our, uh, wine barrels from California were kind of just sprung on us and we didn't really prepare for them at all. We just wrote the recipe, uh, used... Actually, to be honest with you, I don't think the barrel program would have started without those barrels being sprung upon us. No, yet. probably not. Yeah. Uh, um, they were just... One day, Brian comes in, hey, I got some barrels from Napa I can get for you. Do you want them? We're like, uh, yeah. And um, from there, it just kind of blossomed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, all due to my uncle... His brother uh, owns a owns a vineyard out there and uh, got some barrels, and they were sprung on us, and that's not a bad thing. We're very happy that we got them. Uh, and, and so those are the barrels that you have sours in. Yes. Right? So that is directly below us, actually. Right. Uh, we are in the tap room. That is in our basement. Uh, but this is um, this is where's bar. We threw that into uh, three Heaven Hill barrels. Three Heaven Hill barrels. Awesome. Um, I'm going to sniff it while you talk, so yeah, just keep, keep so, describing it. I, I mean, the story of that one's pretty simple. We brewed it, and we knew we wanted to do barrel aging for it because it, I mean, it was, uh, we, wanted to do it as our, we wanted to do it as our anniversary beer for next year, um, and it seems to be going well. Um, we're kind yeah, of... Yeah, that's, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah it's, uh, <laughs> We just tried it yesterday. It was the first time we tried any that's, of the barrels. That's really exciting. So, uh, yeah, that was. So, this is um, for everyone not here. This is Where's Barb, uh, the base stout without any of the cocoa nibs uh, or cherries aged in the barrels. Um, but it, it picks up a lot of that, that, that wood and the vanilla and all that stuff still. It doesn't have this, this that, that 
bourbon bite that you get from some stuff. It's just it's it's nice and and, and mellow and smooth and you know, granted you know we're we're trying a you know. Uh, a, yeah. a, an early sample of it. Yes. It's not, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but I mean, just seeing the involvement, though, you get that Samoa flavor, like slight vanilla, a little bit of coconut. Like, I'm just excited. I always dig the coconut vanilla flavors that come out of bourbon barrels. Um, to be honest with you, I actually don't like bourbon barrels. To be honest with you, <laughs> so um, so this is actually kind of interesting that Garrett and I are taking this voyage in the bourbon barrel uh, 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 way. But you know, um, tasting how it is, seeing how it's evolving. Um, no infections yet, uh, or ever. <laughs> you know, we're Cross very fingers. happy about that. Uh, typically, you would start seeing infections at this at uh, this time. So, we're doing something right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's, it's evolving nicely, um, and it's only going to get better. So how do you determine as as a as a brewer? How do you determine when you're when you're taking those samples of it that all right, this is that point. This is this is where it's hitting its peak in the barrel, and I need to. We need to pull it out from here, and, and like, it, is that just like? Uh, um, uh, I, I, I think we're gonna learn. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's gonna I believe, be. A, I think it's gonna be a, a both. A a, <laughs> yeah, we're well, gonna both uh, agree on it in mutual terms. Be like, yeah, I don't think it's gonna get any better after this. Yeah. I mean, for everyone to know, it's been in the barrel for a little over a month and a half, so it's very, very young. Um, we'll probably won't try it again for another four to five months. Kind of give it that half year mark. Uh, then from there, we'll really start figuring out what we think. Um, to be honest with you, one thing that Gary and I like to do is we like to drink a lot of commercial beers. Yeah. And luckily, a lot of these breweries like Avery will uh, will publish how many months or years have been in the barrel. Right. And we can kind of use that as a side note of knowledge and try to determine if our beer, if it sits in the barrel for six more months, will it turn out like this beer from whomever or will it turn out more tannic and more oak flavored and you know kind of get rid of all those subtle flavors that we really are striving for so you you mentioned that this was going to be kind of an anniversary beer sure is that going to be something that people have to come here and grab on draft is that something that may make its way into a large format Uh, or something is that no i mean is that still up in the air no it's going to be packaged in some format or another. Um, that's, I mean, we have lots of packaging goals uh, in the future. Uh, we're working towards all of them. Uh, this, I think it's pretty safe to say that this will be in a, in a, in a large format bottle. Um, we'll definitely have it on draft for people here for our anniversary party. Uh, we'll have, I'm sure we'll have other surprises and good stuff that day. Uh, but my goal and I think the goal of the brewery uh, is to have this in is have this in bottles so we can have it for yeah. sale on that day. Um, it would kind of be a shame to not for us to not do it that right. way. Um, right. That's I mean, especially just trying it now. I mean, if it would have been terrible, one we wouldn't be trying it right now. Two, <laughs> um, I I wouldn't be so concerned with getting it getting it into getting into packaging but um i think this is going to be it's 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 this whole different experience too like you it's it's one thing to bring a couple friends down here to tap room and and have some beers on tap and that's always fun but when you take that same beer and you put it in a bottle and you take it out of this situation which here it's hard to make any beer taste bad you know you take it back home and you right you sit down with some friends and you crack open a bottle and you share some stuff it it really does change that 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 experience of what it is to drink beer, and I think yeah. that that's kind of kind of bring uh, the community it, back home, you know. It's, yeah. it's underappreciated though, nice. too. Like the, what what that the experience of drinking a beer, how much that adds to the beer, or can take away from it too. So, I, being able to share stuff in a, in a large format or a, the, the other formats too, you know, it, right? Well, I think it's important. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get real soft here and when I was when I was talking about this uh, just opening the brewery originally with my parents I always I always talked about um, a lot of memories this is shout out uh, chef's table but a lot of your people's best memories are tied to to drinking or to to eating Um, and that idea is kind of something that we tried to bring here and that's I mean that's something if we package it I mean, this is, I mean, just a 
crazy view of packaging, but like if you package a beer, you get to you allow people to bring that beer to a memory. It, it becomes right. part of something else. I yes. Guess. Yeah. You know, we, we you know we, we've been celebrating Christmas all week. I've got my brothers in from out of town. You know, we, to be able to to grab a bottle out of the cellar and bring it over, and you crack it open. Now all of a sudden, that becomes part of Christmas to right. 2016. Right, know, exactly. It becomes part of that in your head and in in your memory of that beer. And I yes. think that you know people give me a lot of shit for for not uh, not criticizing a lot of beers more. And to me, it's because. It's really hard to say that there is something bad about beer. Sure. It, 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 there's bad about some situations with beer. There's there's there are some beers that I may not like as many as much as others, but it's about that experience. It's about that tying it into something else. And yeah. I think that um, you know, bringing it back to you guys to, to to be able to put together a tap room that manages to to, to pull together some other. Some other experience too, and, and and that is the community with you guys. You know, it it that's that, I think that's something that that there are a few tap rooms that have been able to, to do that in their own ways. But, yeah, for sure. Um, to be able to start from scratch in a giant box of a brewery, <laughs> and to be able to to turn it into something that is extremely unique and forms its own kind of personality when you, when you get a beer here is is something that I think people need to. Uh, I don't know, to, to to appreciate a little bit. I, sure, I, sure. I don't know. It's I don't know, we're we're getting way too mushy with this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I went I went, uh, I I went down that rabbit of, hole. I some kind of violin music or something yeah, that we can right. play underneath of it. But um, moral of the story is this beer is really good, <laughs> and if you packaged it today, I would buy it today. And um, I'm I'm really curious to see how it kind of ages and progresses and and takes on some more of that character. Yeah, we are too. Exciting things. Yes, sir. Very exciting. Um, so going back to the barrels, we, yeah. we, we, we talked about the sour stuff a little bit. Yeah. And I know that everybody loved the Berliner, <laughs> <laughs> the, the beer that won a competition the day after you guys opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty, pretty surreal. Um, so sours are definitely something that you guys are into. Yes. Yeah, I'd say... So, yeah, uh, say this is Luke, so... Uh, sours, sours are just kind of my thing um to be honest i've been i'm i I don't really have a really in-depth experience in brewing yet uh to be honest with you um i've been home brewing for probably two and a half going on two and three quarters maybe three years uh but i can really tell you it was within six months of home brewing i i thought to myself everybody can brew ipas why am i still trying to do this and then i thought to myself what what can i do to differentiate myself from everybody else and it's like sours that's where it is because two two years ago, two three years ago, no one liked. That. I mean, sours were still on the cusp of being accepted. Right. You know, New Belgium was just starting to really pump out the Lafolie, and um, you know, Allagash was really getting serious with the cool shipping and everything. But you know, Cincinnati or just Ohio in general, really, that was not the thing. So I really just devoted all my homebrewing time and experience to souring. Well, even even with and and you know, Garrett came from from Rivertown, mm-hmm. you know. That's a brewery that has been doing sours for years, right. and didn't even market that that was their thing until right. just recently. And that's that's insane to me. A brewery that's put out some of some of the best lambics, and you know, all this is arguable, but it, sure. to be able to put out that beer and then say we don't need to market that right. <laughs> because nobody wants sours. That's right. that's a crazy thing. And to to see that shift and, and that change is is also one of those fun things to watch and um, yeah I mean like we we want to be known for sours uh, you know we're we're we are kettle souring at the moment um, but we do have you know six wine barrels stashed away we're going into some burn barrels here in the next week or so with some more beer that we're going to be souring with some house balters of mine um, and we're just going to slowly build it up and just kind of make a little arsenal you know you got to keep building and layering and really just kind of get it going because if you just do one variant and you wait six months you're like okay this is turning out really good let's do some more you really can't make a profitable sour program that way you got to just keep going and going and yeah there are going to be some beers that we're going to be dumping uh do some due to some uh unintentional infections um or well actually not infection i'm sorry intentional souring um but that's just the name of the game and that's actually kind of one thing that as you were saying earlier it's kind of crazy that we're going to the barrel game so early because the risk of 
putting all these beers into barrels, especially at two months, almost going to three months, two years old now, or three months old now, um, it's kind of crazy, you know, because we're, we're putting a lot of stock into this, really hoping right. and, and planning that these will be kind of what will define street side brewery uh, from other breweries in the area. Um, but on the other end, I think that's really cool because we're actually taking that leap and we're not afraid to do it. Right. Uh, we've got two advantageous guys right here, you know, that just really want to show Cincinnati what can be done. And, um, you know, we'll just keep going and keep grinding. And I think it's going to turn out real well. So what kinds of things are in the barrels? Are you Have you talked about that at all yet in the wine barrels? It's uh, just a blonde base right now. Um, what's going to differentiate each barrel will be in a year when we, I mean, we'll try them here in a couple months, Co- months. March, I Just think. top them off with some more work to get them all filled right. up. So. Uh, yeah, so in a year-ish, uh, when we're trying them, that will be how we determine what each, so they could get some kind of fruit, or right? Fruit, like that. or yeah. I mean, if I mean, if we're feeling if we're feeling really weird, dry hop. Um, I mean, maybe even just a straight sour blonde. It really just is going to depend on the barrels and how they taste and what other barrels we have. Honestly, at that point, I mean, in a year, I would hope in a year we probably <laughs> have. Yeah. How can you even imagine barrels. what things are going to be like in a year? Yeah, I mean, I literally can't. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we. We've been talking a lot about sour, our sour program, and how we're gonna build it up, and uh, everything we're gonna do. So, I mean, we'll be adding more barrels here. We'll be brewing more, uh, brewing more beer to blend. Uh, it's a lot of different styles, not just blondes, yeah. even reds, wheats, triples. You know, right. a lot of Belgian style bases. Really, just kind of bring out different levels of you know, different yeast esters and the way that Britannomyces sure. reacts with these different phenols to kind of really bring in a big layer of either funk or if we're trying to go strictly sour. You know, we might do some uh, just quick Berliner vices that we throw in the barrel for three months. We sour with straight lacto um, and then we rip out, you know. It doesn't have to be, you know, we don't, I would, potentially, we could have some sours from the barrels earlier than, say, a year. Um, Gary and I have been discussing about throwing, just going super easy with some gozas and potentially some Berliner Weisses and just aging those in some wine barrels, which is a lactic culture. You know, it takes a couple of months for it to sour if it's not like being a hot side, kettle sour side of the right. brew. Um, but, you know, why, why hold ourselves back when we can get these beers out quicker and we can give that oak experience with the beer? You know, Berliner Weiss oaked. I don't see that around Cincinnati. That'd be a really cool experience to kind of bring something like that out, you know? That would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of, it's get really weird with it, you know? There's nothing There's nothing really holding back the sour side. There's nothing that kind of tells you how the sour side of beer should be. You know, we can really kind of create our own path right now, and that's, uh, that's something that Gary and I are really happy to, to try to do. Is, is that the driving factor here is just kind of just to experiment with stuff, or is there that... Is there that desire to kind of put out some super traditional stuff too, though? Is a little bit of both. I yeah, would say. I say definitely both. It's we uh, there's so many different breweries out there that we sour breweries uh, well, I mean, that I we can, enjoy. You so. look up at your board, and there's you know you, you hear these. You've got these New England styles and the gozas and right. things like that, and then right. you have brown ale. And right. So, <laughs> Well, there, there has to be some kind of some kind of urge there to put out something that's super traditional that at the same time isn't done as much. Yeah, I mean, we literally talked about putting out a straight lambic. We, yeah, don't. It's not not going to happen. Lam, yeah. Lambics <laughs> will happen. I would yeah. love to have a Gers, um a blended. You know, that'd be. I think that'd be really cool. Um, I know. You know. Rivertown's doing them, but that doesn't mean that we can't do them. No, absolutely. You know, it's definitely, it's free game out there. And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll go not just all sours. We'll have bread barrels, too, just strictly yeah. Britannomyces. I mean, we can't ferment in our ferment. Um, we could, but we're not going to take that risk at this right. time. But we're thinking about getting some stainless steel drums that act as a stainless steel fermenter and just get some bread beers going like that, you know. Um, really just kind of pushing the edge on everything. Nothing is really kind of being retained. Nothing that's holding us back. I mean, we've talked about some super weird out there stuff. Um, just, I mean, just bullshitting uh, while we're drinking, talking about weird stuff that we want to do. That's how everything good happens in a brewery. Right, right. And so hopefully, I mean, in six months, I don't even know what, I mean, our sour program 
it could. I mean, I don't know what's going to be. Six months, which, say, is, which six, is more than twice your existence already. Right, I was so saying, six months. Everybody keep that in mind. Everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, in six months, it could be almost anything. I don't know exactly what the permutation will be at that point, right. but it'll be, I mean, we'll, we are going to continue to sour, and we're going to continue to get more barrels, and we're going to continue to get bread, and we're going to continue to do all sorts of different weird stuff. Uh, and we'll probably do some traditional stuff as well. So it's, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to it, talk it, about that one in a, in a very... That's, that's the fun of it for us, though, too, is to, to, to understand where you're at now and then to come back here in a year and sit there and talk to you and see right. how it changed and, 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 and why. And, and but, you know, it's, it's fun for, for the rest of us. But um, let's take another quick break. I, I kind of want to hear about a little bit about how Streetside happened and, and, and why and that kind of thing. I, I'm sure we talked about it, um, what was it, like a year ago when year you, were, ago. you guys were on. Yeah. Um, but um, it was very brief. So, yes. Um, let's get to that. So we'll be right back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> beer, beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today, right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we, uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun <laughs> with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Voice of Cincy Craft. Hey, everybody. We're brought to you by Brewer's Buddy, your best friend in brewing. Brewer's Buddy is the latest homebrewing system on the market. It's a patent-pending, gravity-fed beer homebrewing platform made affordable for anyone who loves the craft of brewing beer. It's versatile, durable, affordable, and it's safe. You can follow them at Brewers Buddy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can find out more about them at BrewersBuddy.com. Make sure you pre-order now at www.BrewersBuddy.com. Brewers Buddy, your best friend in brewing. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Immissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Morrow, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. Sensei Brewcast, the voice of Sensei Craft. Still joined by Garrett and Luke. No, we are not. <laughs> you are definitely not Luke. <laughs> so I'm joined now by Garrett and Kathy Hickey from Streetside, which, perfect timing. That's. I want to talk a little bit about this genesis of Streetside. And I know we've, we've probably talked about it on the show before, but... I can't remember what exactly we talked about or how much we got into it on the show, so we'll do it again if we've already talked about it. Um, first off, you know, Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, pull that mic down towards you. You're not nearly as big as Lucas. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I call him Thor when he's not around. <laughs> so Streetside is very much a kind of family endeavor with, with you guys. Um, you started this, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it started out kind of as an idea for a, a neighborhood bar um, that yep. had craft beer. Yep. And then as the dream kind of kept going and kind of changing and evolving and this thing in Cincinnati started exploding, it became what it is now into a brewery. Is that, is that yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty good way to put it? And this 
intersection of community and craft, you know, in, in, in your best words, kind of kind of try to explain that a little bit and, and what that idea is of the the neighboring neighborhood watering hole, I guess, but at the same time something Yeah. Well you know, um, we're really active in the Columbia Tusculum neighborhood, uh, in the community council and in the business association. So as Columbia Tusculum turns into more of a walkable area and, and it's being revitalized, we want um, our space to be used as a community gathering center. You know, we're on January 9th, we're going to start opening at 8 a.m. so people can come in and, and use this as their office away from you're, office. You're already open yes. all but one day a week at right. 11, right? Yes. And I was just talking the other day with somebody about that, about, oh, I just wish there was a place, there was a, there was a brewery that I could go and I could bring my laptop and I could work. And I'm like, we need to move to Cincinnati because, you know, we've got places like that that are starting up yeah, that are about something more than just having a beer. And... How do you, um, well, I mean, it, it, keep going. I, it, uh, um, so a- anyway, it's just, it, we already do have people that do come in right. and, um, you know, put on their headphones, plug in their computers and sit for a few hours. And, you know, maybe they have a couple beers while they're working. Maybe they have a, a smooth Cincy coffee or one of our just regular brewed coffees. Um, or maybe they just have a glass of water. And we're okay with all of that because right. we want people to feel good about coming in here um, and just enjoying the space, kind of sitting in a, I mean, you know, they're in a manufacturing facility. So sometimes it's a little noisy. Um, Garrett and Luke can get a little noisy down there. Um, And as long as people are okay with that, then, you know, they're more than welcome to come in and keep us company all day. Well, it's it's such a unique kind of approach. Well, it's, it's a change to what craft beer has been for a really long time and it's 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 switching it back to me to what what it's supposed to be you know what breweries and 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 tap rooms and and pubs and things like that what they what they're what they're supposed to be is this this place for a community and Um, you know i've had guys that have come in that grew up in this neighborhood and in the well in columbia tusculum in the east end and they'll come in and they'll tell me how when they were little they would go to the east end cafe and, and fill up their dad's beer jugs right? and, and take them home. You know, back, I guess they, they didn't get carded back then or, you know, they'd get in trouble <laughs> if they drank it. But it's just interesting because, you know, we have all these people coming in now for growlers. Say, you know, what's, right. what's old is new again. Right. It, so, like, how do you, how do you, like, how do you put yourself out there as this, this, this bigger entity, though? Like, in... I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can word this question. You, you, you've got this community of, of Cincinnati craft beer that's it's a very big and it gets very crowded sometimes. And like it's it's one thing to become this this small neighborhood place, and that's fairly easy as long as there's not 40 other breweries on your street. Which again, you guys have a kind of a, a nice little thing that going there. But mm-hmm. um, how do you how do you find that place in bigger Cincinnati craft beer? when that focus is kind of something smaller. Does that, does that question even make sense? Yeah. I, so it's hard uh, because uh, we, we talk to a lot of nano breweries and it's, it, with them right. it's like we, we don't care. We right. just, we, we're not going to make enough beer anyway, so we just we can focus on our neighborhood and that's right. it. And, it's, and not that it's easier for anyone, but it's when you – only produce a couple of barrels. It's easier when you're and you're open only a certain amount of hours. It's easier to be that neighborhood spot. Um, for us, it's kind of, uh, I guess the. For us to change how people think about a brewery is we just need to get out there more. Um, need to continue to make good beer. Um, it's, I mean. Uh, it's all about kind of changing perceptions of what a brewery can be. Um, we want people to come here and and, and work and play and uh, bring their families and do all the things that you would do at a restaurant or, um, I mean, I went to, obviously I went to school. Actually, I don't know, obviously, I don't think I've ever said this on whatever. Um, Hopefully everybody's a reader of right. Yes. Yes. So I, yes. So I went to school in England and pubs, I mean, obviously pubs are the centerpiece of, of English adult life pretty much. 
Uh, and I, I would, I want to be that for Cincinnati adult life and family life. Um, that's, that's our, that was our goal from the start. And that continues to be our goal. Um, like I said, it's about changing perceptions of what a brewery can be. Well, uh, I, you know, in the world that I've grown up in, you know, craft beer was, was there, but it was, it was, it was a very, it was still beer. It was this whole right. separate kind of thing, you know, it wasn't, it didn't involve kids and that kind of stuff. I've got a baby coming, like you know, she's right. the world for her is going to be very different than it was for me growing up or for you growing up, or and that's exciting to me to think about this this idea of something where, I mean, there's you can have kids in a right. brewery and have this family space and have games and have you know, it, it, there's breweries all across town that if you bring your kids, oh, you want to put some cartoons on it, they'll put cartoons on it. There's, there's, there's games, there's there's things for them to do and, you know, activities and, like, it, it becomes a a place for people to hang out and that's that's really fun. Well, and I think, too, one of the draws is, you know, people people can do that. They can, well, they can bring their dogs to the, the patio, but they can bring their kids. You know, late Saturday afternoons, our, our floor is often just covered in sidewalk chalk. Right. And, from kids playing, um, but you know, I think too, supporting a local business, um, whether somebody lives in Columbia, Tusculum, or they live in North College Hill, you know, they're they're, they're helping, you know, support not just my family, but you know, eight other families of people that we employ. Not to mention, I mean, you guys, you guys source a lot of local ingredients yes. too, kind of. I mean, it, that web of social. Like community interaction is is endless when you really start putting. I mean, granted, some of the money goes to other places with you know malts and things right. like that, and people you know kind of sometimes cite that just to be jerks. But um, <laughs> there is there, there are so many benefits to a place like this, to a city, and to a a community, and to a to a region, and to a state, and and, and to the country as a whole. Like it's. Um, I don't know. I, I, not to get all sappy again, but right. you know, I, I don't have the music queued up this time. But um, it's 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 something that I think it, I talk a lot about that that other thing besides what goes in the glass. Like there's there's some days where when I'm talking about craft beer and about breweries and stuff, like the beer is almost the last thing you talk about. It's just this other stuff, the community and the people and the the environment and the the, the, the 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 other companies it helps like there's there's just so many other factors to it and I don't know where well I think there's a, a connectedness too that it, it provides you know it, it you can come in here and not know somebody and you know ten minutes later you're talking about whatever the beer is that starts right. that relationship and right. maybe then you find out you know where they work and you know whatever the other commonalities are so right. that's really um, and I I see that from you know me working here, all the, uh, you know, the people that I've met that, that just live three blocks away from me that I never would have met, ever. Which, um, a little bit of side note, I was talking to somebody the other day who stopped in here for the first time, and she said that you introduced yourself as the mom, <laughs> 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 which, which I kind of really appreciate, too. You know, again, it ties back into that, yeah. whole, that whole family yeah. kind of thing. Did and, I lecture her on, um, on I don't think I don't okay. think she got a lecture, but... <laughs> I don't know how many pints she <laughs> <Yeah>. had. So. <laughs> so, where does it go from here? You know, where you know we we've we've talked about the the street side of six months and beyond. You know, again, two and a half months that they've been. Here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wh- what do you? How do you? Where do you guys? Where do you see yourselves in in a year? In five years? In ten years? How do you? How do you how do you even like wrap your head around that idea and what it could be or what you want it to be? Well, I'm going to say that my mother, Kathy, probably does not want to be still working here in 10 years. Um, <laughs> she wants so to be a customer. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's change number one. Uh, she won't be here. Uh, she'll be alive, but not working here. Um, honestly, it's, it's so, it's hard to say. Um, we, uh, I mean, we've we've changed so much already, even in the from July till today, that it's hard to say what we want to be in five years. I mean, you heard our brewing goals. Um, 
as a tap room, I, I mean, I honestly, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that any of us really know what we want to be as a tap room. I mean, we're pretty, pretty much stuck with what we've got yeah. right now. But I mean, we're, we get all sorts of suggestions though from from our customers, like how we should have a, a sun deck yeah. up on top. Yeah, that. Wouldn't that be comfy up there, huh? It's 120 <laughs> degrees during the summer, so yeah. it should be really nice. Like, no, I don't know about uh, that. But, I mean... So how do you keep a handle, like, on... Is, is there some kind of driving vision of, of who you guys are, and how do you keep a handle on that, and how do you... And Cincinnati is, is insane with craft beer right now. Like, it's, it's growing, it's changing, it's, it's... You know, we hear places all the time that talk about this... We're going to have slow, sustainable growth. And that's, that's a real easy word to say. But then as soon as the, sh- the shit hits the fan, it's the growth is incredible, and they're just trying to hang on to this thing and just try to guide it to where they want it to be. Like, how do you, how do, you do that? Well, we have um, um, my husband, who, who is definitely the um, guiding force behind that. Um, he's our... He's the janitor, and he's also the accountant. Um, I think is he the president of the? I don't. No, I don't know. But he's. He, I mean, he definitely. You know, he he has has this planned. Um, you know, also he's he's because we don't have any investors. It's all the three of us. Um, we we have to grow slowly because we have some bills to pay right now, and we don't want to overextend. Uh, but. I think there's definitely going to be some growth here in the next. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I like, I hate being weird and dumb and vague. But like, we don't really know what's going on. I mean, we know what's going on, obviously, on the roof floor. We don't know no, what's happening. But, like, this, what we have right now, where people are here and enjoying and talking to my sister, who's bartending and uh, enjoying the beer, is what. I mean, what we want to be, I, we, uh, all of our equipment is from Portland and you go out there and you see the So breweries. have you achieved the goal already and now you haven't yeah. figured out I that mean, next step? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. We, it's a new, a new version of goals. Right. So it would, I mean, if it would be nice if in a year or two or three, we're like, it looks like Portland where we're, we're busy all the time and you see the same people all the time and, and you see your regulars and they come in, buy package beer from you, buy growlers, buy drafts, all that stuff. But you also get your, you also get your people, tourists who come in, who just heard of you online or somebody from across online, the- On the nominee.com. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> or someone from across town who's just like looking for an interesting night out that hasn't been to Columbia Tusculum that wants to come and see the various stores that are open, plus you've got Blank Slate, plus you've got us, uh, and walk around and see. And, I mean, as the neighborhood evolves, I think you'll see us evolve with it, and that will be one of the guiding forces along with my father um, to how Streetside grows in the future. Uh, so when, when, when Mike was still around and still guiding the show, he... One of his favorite questions was to ask people what the measure of success is. Like, how, what, what does it mean to be successful as a brewery to you? And, and to me, it's fun again to see how that changes year after year for a place. You know, it's just oh, we just got to open our doors, just opening our doors. That's it. That's that success. You know, and and then as it changes, you know, to hit these these milestones and these things. So, to you guys right now, what is, what does it mean to be successful? Like. Probably means different things for each of us. Well, and that's that's yeah. fine. Um, you know, for me, it's all about the people and, and the relationships and the people that come into the tap room, um, who come in to enjoy our, our beer and, you know, getting involved in, in the community, in the neighborhood, and then in the community um, and, you know, citywide. Because um, this is Cincinnati's my adopted city. You know, I've, I've been here a really long time. Um, but I, I just I I hate the word give back because I don't, I don't feel like that's you know I'm not giving back you know I um, just the, the whole service you know right. to be right. yeah you know to, well, to serve others and and to make um, to and make for, oh, sorry do you want to finish no you go okay so <laughs> I mean 
at the core of it, um, is it to get the haze? Is that yeah, the, to get the, haze. <laughs> the So our tagline, the community intersection of community and craft, for us, yeah, that's that's branding. But to, for me, that's not. I mean, that's not just a bullshit press thing that we made up. Um, I mean, we didn't make it up. Thank shout out brand populace. Um, but it it used to be. Like, it started out as a branding thing, and it's become very much something that I, I, I want to take, take and apply to how we, I mean, how we do things here. Um, I have started to get more involved in the community council mm-hmm. that my mother is the president of, um, which, I mean, we're trying to do as much for the community as we can. Yeah, things um, like we're sponsoring the Tusculum Street Fest. There you go. You know, Boom. and Garrett's in charge of, uh, I don't know, t-shirts. some committee. Yeah, t-shirts. T-shirts. Watch for the t-shirts this year. It'll be really nice. Uh, but, you know, things like that. I mean, they're, that the, the Tusculum Street Fest raises money for the Riverview East um, Academy right. for um, their their food pantry, pantry program, and, and we got some cool logoed fleeces for them this year so you know stuff like that that it, you know not all those kids are neighborhood kids you know right. they're all over the city so that's you know that's a start yes more of that to come yes. right yeah and i i don't know so uh, to get back to your original question i guess a measure of success would be to look like this every night to have people sitting at the bar to have people talking to us and to the bartenders and for to be engaged in the community and obviously i mean we want to make always make good beer and we want to release there, good beer is so. there a fear that that's not going to happen though like is there a fear that no, just one I mean, day you open your doors and people aren't no, coming anymore no i'm not i don't stress <laughs> about that anymore i stress about that the first the first two weeks the first month um i think as long as we continue to hold yeah. ourselves to extremely high standards that you, we won't have that issue. Um, really, where my stress comes from is trying to trying to get out there more and do and do more community engagement. Um, I mean, we had a we had a meeting I don't know three weeks ago about what more we could do. I know all the breweries in Cincinnati do a good job of of getting out there and, and being charitable, um, but I mean, we really want we want to. We want to do that, and we want to do more for our community as much as possible. Yeah. It's um, one of the pillars that we're built on. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's I'm very passionate about. So for whatever reason, I feel like it's it's hard for me to talk about because I don't really know exactly how I feel. I just know that like I have this burning desire right. to do more. Um, I just don't know how to do more. So it's <laughs> I mean, it's, some of it is just us learning what we can do and how we can do it better and right. and as we grow as a company and get more people engaged with us i think that will we'll get better at that well, and i think at two and a half months you guys are doing pretty good so <laughs> again bring it back to, to to this 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 grand scheme of things this is you guys are still so young in 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 this community in the city and this 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 huge thing of craft beer in the United States and um, it, you guys are finding your place you know, in a brilliant way to me so I, I'm excited to see where it goes and how you guys um, continue to evolve that idea and, and, and push yourselves further so I'll keep drinking just keep okay. making me beer All right. <laughs> thank you guys very much Thank you. Um, is there anything else that you want the city to know about you guys that they do not already know Well, we, oh, we, we do have a um, Channel Your Flannel fundraiser on January 21st from 1 until 6. And it, uh, it, be- I know, it benefits staff, Save the Animals Foundation, which I just found out today. A lot of people support that. So we're really excited. So wear your flannel and uh, come in and have fun. Uh, what are we doing that day? We're going to have a photo booth. You were at the meeting, uh, weren't you? Yeah. I don't... <laughs> Yeah, we've got some stuff going on. Their development, I'm, their I'm, development officer is awesome. She's like doing everything for us. And they can yeah. they can find you guys on on social media and all that yes. stuff yeah. and get as things kind of yes. pop yeah. up and change. Yeah, as yeah. we have more, 
more things going on just check us out on facebook all that twitter all that stuff and i mean we'll post don't worry you'll see it uh and hopefully more charitable stuff coming up and uh, more fun yeah and and more beer yes Yes. lots more beer (laughs) yes well guys i i appreciate very much you guys having us here you guys sitting down with us again for an actual street side show, not just a, uh, a Christmas show where we can get you on for a couple minutes, or as this year happened, not get you on for a couple minutes because it's been too chaotic. But I appreciate it very much. Everybody, get online, follow Street Side, get down here, have a beer. Um, Sense of Brewcast, Voice of Sense of Craft. <laughs>